It's July 4th, Independence Day for our southern neighbors, and hopefully a quiet news day for them as well. It's also the Tuesday after a long weekend, which in mortgage world means today it's a little bit like two Mondays wrapped in one. The pressure is on. Not quite the same pressure we've had, but there's still pressure. It's a different pressure for the most part. And of course, the point of the long weekend was to celebrate Canada Day, which many of us did by packing up a few key items, departing the comforts of home, battling traffic for several hours and sleeping on the ground or in a strange bed, uh, so uncomfortable that the ground actually made it sounded better in the middle of the night. In any event, I hope you were able to invest a few days, if not a few hours, with family, with friends, or maybe just with a great book and complete silence, because we are back at it for four more weeks before the next long weekend. And these next four weeks, they're going to be action-packed, no question. The good news is that by all accounts, the market has picked up the pace with Q2 wrapping up stronger than Q1 and Q3 kicking off with the trend looking like it is on an upward trajectory. Yes, we're still below the 10-year averages on a lot of these numbers, but we're trending in the right direction. The trend is our friend, as they say. Uh, June historically has always been the strongest month of the year, but I think July seems set to carry a little bit of momentum beyond the June numbers and perhaps become the busiest month of 2023 so far. So are we on an upward swing? Well, it kind of depends who you ask and what the topic is exactly. Um, the economists were in a consensus uh, last year that a mild recession would hit at the beginning of 2023, the beginning of this year. Uh, no recession yet. Um, and I guess that's good news if you like having a job. Uh, it's bad news if you're sensitive to Bank of Canada rate hikes. There's no consensus at all regarding what the Bank of Canada is going to do July 12th. In fact, the swap markets, once a bellwether for pending rate movements, they've been wrong six out of the last 12 times that the Bank of Canada has met. And um, as the title of an episode earlier this year summed up, Kind of seems like nobody knows anything anymore. Will the Bank of Canada July 12th decision be influenced by the July 7th jobs report? Yes, we do know that much. We know that this Friday a jobs number is coming out and it's going to tell the story to some extent. However, the far greater influence is just in the port workers strike, which has the power not only to jam up the Canadian supply chain, potentially jacking up our inflation numbers, which you know what that's going to lead to, but also has the potential to jam up the US supply chain, really all of North America, Mexico included. And it'll all happen in very short order, like a single digit number of days. It's already been four days uh, of this strike has the power to cost our collective economies billions. In other words, if the port workers strike is still in full swing come the morning of July 12th, it's going to be hard not to imagine a rate hike uh, being implemented, no matter how many Canadians may have lost the job, their jobs uh, come July 7th. So like I say, job losses, you know, bad news for Canadians, good news for the Bank of Canada, um, if there's enough jobs lost. Port workers strike, bad news for Canadians, uh, bad news for the Bank of Canada. Bad, It's bad news all the way around. So why hasn't this predicted recession started? Why aren't more Canadians losing their jobs? Because collectively, we as consumers are still out there spending. And no, we're not spending borrowed dollars. We're not spending on credit. Credit growth has been cut from 7% annually to 3.2%. So it's been chopped in half and then some. 
And credit growth, to be clear, that's not simply the same number of people going deeper into debt. That's not what credit growth is. Credit growth is reflective of a healthy, growing economy and typically a growing population. When you watch four new houses being built down the block, 40 townhouses, 200 condos or 500 apartments and a high rise going up, when you're watching all of those new units being built, you're witnessing the future credit growth. Those are new units, often purchased by new Canadians and overwhelmingly financed with new mortgages, new debt. And that is where your credit growth comes from. And that is slowing significantly uh, because, well, housing starts are also slowing significantly. Not great news for us in the mortgage business. This is borne out by the fact that while household savings went up by $333 billion between 2019 and 2022, that's just as per the deposits held at charter banks. So just measure, measuring charter bank deposits from 2019 to 2022, $333 billion more were banked in bank accounts. And deposits have actually continued to grow in 2023, month over month. We continue to save money, which is a fundamental difference, just one of many, between the U.S. and Canada. In the U.S., the evidence now indicates that household savings is actually being drawn down. Things are tougher down there than they are up here. The bottom line is that in Canada, consumer spending is not slowing down. It's really not. And it's also not being fueled by credit or savings. It's actually being fueled by current earnings, which is very distressing to the Bank of Canada. And again, after all, employment today is actually 5% higher than it was before the pandemic. So more of us are working post-pandemic than we're working pre-pandemic. Now, some of us are working harder for the same dollars. Some of us are working harder than ever for fewer dollars. But overall, we're hanging in there collectively, and we're still meeting up for dinner and drinks on a patio on the weekend to commiserate about the state of the nation. And if I can pull that data together, I guarantee you the Bank of Canada sees all that and more, which means the Bank of Canada's focus will continue to be labor markets because they know that if we lose our jobs, we probably won't tap into the savings or credit to go out for a dinner, to go out and buy new clothes, or to go out and buy a new car. Employment, that's what's keeping the party going right now. So can another rate hike or three put you out of a job? Can another rate hike or three shut your company down? You know, that's kind of what the Bank of Canada is hoping. That, that's what they're hoping. I know it sounds crazy, but that is what they're hoping. You know, because again, the Bank of Canada's mandate is not the stability or prosperity of your household. The Bank of Canada's mandate is to drop inflation below 2% because they are absolutely terrified of what double-digit inflation looks like. And if you want to get a bit of a handle on what that looks like, just look across the pond to the UK where their inflation is not under control and their bank uh, right now, the Bank of England, is contemplating not a quarter-point hike, but a full one-point hike or two. Uh, so yeah, we don't want to go down that path. We're trying to avoid that. And the Bank of Canada is going to put us individually uh, on some level through a degree of pain to, you know, for the greater good, for the greater good. So I will offer one sliver of hope. Um, we're only just moving in to the zone of the first year passing since these restrictive rates have taken effect. 
which in theory means their impact should now just be starting to be felt. So perhaps the Bank of Canada will hold off and see how this plays out over the next couple of months. However, my gut says, if the material impact of restrictive rates isn't felt for up to 12 or 18 months, then why wouldn't the Bank of Canada jack up rates a couple more times this year just to wallop us psychologically? Because they could then shave those rates back down the quarter point, half point uh, within the next six months without having done long-term damage, potentially. That just might be a theory that they're operating on. So again, you know, am I making a case that we're going to see higher rates? I'm, I'm, I'm not predicting I'm just observing what's going on and I'm preparing myself. You know, I'm absolutely preparing myself for still higher rates. Uh, psychologically, I'm not going to get shocked by an increase and neither should you and neither should your clients. Ultimately, though, it is clear that this recession that's been spoken of for more than a year, it appears to be a 2024 kind of thing, as do rate drops leaving us with a pretty challenging stretch to go through for the remainder of 2023 and into 2024, um, where, you know, we're just now starting to peg our hopes on a strong spring 2024 market. Whoa, stop doing that. All right, stop hoping. Hope is not a plan. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a tactic. Hope is a lovely name for your future child. But yeah, it's no way to live. Hope will not save you or your business, but action will. Action will save you. And each of you holds in your hand the path to success. Communication. The relentless positioning of yourself as an expert on the topic at hand. Mortgage financing. Positioning via blogs, video content, social media. I know we're all tired of social media. Don't consume it. Create it. Right? That's the new message around social media. Don't be consuming it. That's not good for you. But do be creating it for other people to consume. Zoom meetings, right? Real estate office, first time home buyer seminars, investor events, live versions of all of the above, right? Showing up live in different real estate offices, doing a weekly, a monthly mortgage update, showing up live in a, in a union office and doing updates for the teams or larger companies, right? Get, get on the phone to the HR companies of larger firms and say, I've got a three-part series on buying your first home. And it could be you know, about establishing credits, where does the down payment going to come from? How does the mortgage process arc look like? What, is it, what does that arc look like? There's lots of different things each of us could be doing other than sitting on our hands, hoping that the spring 2024 market saves our ass. So go, go do these things. Whatever the Bank of Canada does next week, people are still going to get married. They're still going to get divorced. And most of all, one of my key points People are still working. They're still working. They've got the income to qualify. They have the savings or their parents do. They have great credit or their co-signers do. Transactions are happening. Transactions are happening today, tomorrow, and the next day. Why aren't they happening with you? Why aren't they? Go!